Hey there. Thank you so much for checking out this message with us at Believer's Chapel. Our prayer is that you have a genuine experience with God and that you're able to connect with him in a deeper way as a result of listening to this message. Thank you again. God bless you. The new has come. Amen. So in the spirit of newness, in the spirit of fresh start and new beginning, I have a confession to make. If you can handle it. I am a plant murderer. I don't know why, because I love plants. We have probably a dozen plants at my house. I love, I love having them. I'm sitting and working and looking up and seeing greenery all around me. I love that they clean the air. I love plants, but for some reason, they do not flourish in my care. I actually brought a couple of pictures that I'm very embarrassed to show you. This is one of the plants in my office. I don't know if you can see how not flourishing that poor little guy is. We have another one, the other plant in my office. It's, it's not pretty. <laughs> and it was pretty when I bought it. It was beautiful. You see that one, it has that one healthy stalk. The other two looked like that when I got it. I don't know. Apparently, plants need very specific things in order to flourish. They need dirt, right? But not just any dirt. They need the right kind of dirt, the right nutrients in the dirt, right? They need water, but they need the right amount of water and, you know, the right uh, frequency of being watered. They need sunlight, but they need the right, they're very, you know, very specific, right? I want to be near the I want to be near the window, but not too close to the window. Not too much sun, but enough sun. And I, I just haven't quite figured out the trick to getting plants to flourish. I actually, my sister came to visit me about a month ago, my sister Krista. And she saw a new plant that I bought. And immediately she recognized that it was a new plant. Because she said, it doesn't have as many brown leaves as the rest of them do. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you noticing that. It's not just plants, though. You know, things that we use every day need very specific things in order to operate well. So, you know, flashlights need batteries. Toasters need electricity. Cars need gasoline. If we have a flashlight and the batteries are dead... I can't just fill up the flashlight with gasoline and expect it to operate correctly, right? If my car is out of gas, I can't just fill up the gas tank with batteries and expect the car to operate correctly. Now, you may have heard that we are kicking off our 21 days of prayer and fasting, so you probably know where I'm going with this. As human beings... We were designed in a very specific way. And we flourish when we operate according to how we were designed. That's how we flourish. That's how we operate at our best. When we function according to how God designed us, then we flourish, right? 
So we're going to take a look at how did God design us? We're going to look at that first because we have to know how we were designed if we're going to know how to flourish. Genesis 1.27 says this. So God created man in his own image, meaning uh, humanity, humankind, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So this, all the way back in Genesis, in the first chapter of Genesis, the Bible tells us that we were designed to bear the image of God. And Pastor Rich, a few weeks ago, he preached about this. How Do you remember when he preached about that, how God has, has this beautiful design for our lives, this beautiful painting, and how with um, sin and wrong choices, we messed that painting up? But originally, our design was to bear the image of God. Now, you probably know this about God. God is a trinity, right? Have you heard the word trinity? God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three persons, but one God. He is three in one. The three persons of the trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, are distinguishable, but inseparable. In a similar way, we as human beings are triune beings, There are three parts to who we are. We have a body, a soul, and a spirit. All three of them are a part of who we are. It's a reflection of our creator. These three parts of us are interwoven. They are distinguishable, but inseparable. So our spirit is the God-conscious part of us. So I think we have a slide for this. Our spirit is the God-conscious part of us. So our spirit is the part of us that can connect with God, that is connected to the spiritual or supernatural realm. Our soul is our self-conscious part of us. This is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And then our body is the world-conscious part of us. It's the part of us that interacts with the world around us. And all three of these parts need to function correctly if we're going to thrive. We can't flourish if we only focus on one or two of these aspects of who we are. We have to pay attention to all three of these things. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. This is our, this is our scripture verse for the whole 21 days of fasting. This is our overarching theme of how we will flourish. It says this, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's verse... Um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. So there's, in this passage, we see a specific order. What comes first? Spirit, soul, or body? Spirit, thank you. Then what comes next? Soul, and then what comes last? Body. This is the order, this is the divine order how God created for us to work. This is the hierarchy that's supposed to be operating in our lives. Our spirit's supposed to be in charge. Our body and our soul are supposed supposed to be submitted to our spirit. But what happened way back in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve chose to sin. And at that point, humanity flipped that upside down 
And now it's our flesh that wants to call all the shots. Our body and soul want to be in charge. Our mind, our will, emotions, our appetites, our desires want to call the shots. They want to be in charge. So we need to discipline our soul and our body in order to bring that back into correct alignment. Now, we can't do this without salvation. We need, to, we need Jesus as our Lord and Savior in order for this alignment to happen, in order for our spirit to, to get back in its correct place. We also need sanctification. We're going to talk about sanctification in a minute because that's probably a word that you will never hear outside of church. Has anybody ever heard of sanctification outside of church or the Bible? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I have. It actually is a word that is used outside of the Bible, but um, I have never heard it outside of the Bible. So we're going to talk about what that means. But I have a couple quotes I want to share with you first. The first is Marcus Buckingham who says this, the single little patch of creation that you are most responsible for stewarding is your own body. The single little patch of creation that you are most responsible for stewarding is your own body. So this week, we're going to talk about our body. We're going to talk about our physical health. That's going to be the focus of this message and the focus of our entire first week in prayer and fasting is the sanctification of our body. Eric Johnson says this in his book. It's called God and Soul Care. And he says this, God created humans to flourish best when he is at the center of their life and his glory is their greatest motive. We flourish when God is at the center of our lives and his glory is our greatest motive. Now, let me ask you this, and you don't have to answer, but when it comes to the way you treat your physical body, is God's glory what's most important to you? Is glorifying God and your body what motivates you when it comes to food choices or exercise or rest or stress? Because you can't flourish unless God is at the center and your purpose is to glorify God. So let's look back at 1 Thessalonians 5 again. We're going to talk about sanctification now. What does sanctification mean? It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So sanctification, and I talk about this in the journal too, so you can go back and take a look at this. So sanctification means to be set apart. It means to be holy. It means to be in a state of proper functioning. So think for a second about your body. Is my body in a state of proper functioning? Functioning. Now we're going to talk about this 
Next week, when we talk about our soul, the health of our soul is our soul in a state of proper functioning. But this week, we're going to focus on our body. Is my body in a state of proper functioning? So sanctification, I'm going to give you an example. Sanctification applies to pretty much anything. So a wedding dress is a dress, but, it's a dre- but it is sanctified when it's being worn by a bride at her own wedding because that's what it was created for. That's its purpose. It's in a state of proper functioning when a bride wears it to her wedding. If you wear a wedding dress to somebody else's wedding, I would not advise that. (laughs) That is an unholy use of that wedding dress. Now, I don't mean it's sinful. I just mean it's not in a state of proper functioning. That's not what that wedding dress is intended for. So is your body in a state of proper functioning? Is it sanctified? Now, you probably have heard that your body is a temple. It's, it's interesting to me because I've even heard people who, who are not saved, who, are not, who don't go to church, who don't seem to have any relationship with God, and yet they, they're, they're you know, drinking their cow smoothie, and they say, my body is a temple. Well, what does that mean? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 3.16. 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 17 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, look at what it says next. God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Now, this, in this chapter, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church as a whole. He's saying, all of you together. Now, if you look across this auditorium here, if you look across this sanctuary at all these people, this is the temple of God. You together all are the temple of God. This building is the place where the temple of God meets because we are together the temple of God. And we need to be very careful not to destroy. This is what was happening. People were bringing sin into the church. People were arguing and fighting and bringing lawsuits against each other. They were, they were doing things that harmed the body of Christ. God takes that very seriously. Then in chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, he says it again. This time he's talking to us as individuals. He says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. That's the purpose of a temple, to worship God to glorify God. In this, in this um, chapter, actually, let's look at this because uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, 6, he's saying this to individuals. And he's actually saying, flee from sexual immorality because your body is a temple. You are members of Christ himself. You are the body of Christ. So don't sin in your body. 
That's destroying the temple. But he says this in a few verses before this. There was a saying back then, all things are lawful for me. We say today, live your own truth. That's the same idea. Live your own truth. Whatever's right for you, you do that. But is that what the Bible says? Paul responds to this. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. I will not be dominated by a sugar addiction. I will not be dominated by a caffeine addiction. I will not be dominated by an addiction to alcohol or drugs or junk food, ice cream, cake, whatever we use to help us get through the things we don't want to deal with, whatever we use just to please our flesh. I will not be dominated by those. He says this, food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one one and the other. Everything we do, we should be doing to honor and glorify him. Now, have you heard of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon? This is a story from the book of Daniel. So if you're familiar with the Bible, then you've probably heard this story before of King Nebuchadnezzar. If you are familiar with Veggie Tales and have seen Rack, Shack, and Benny in the giant chocolate bunny, then you, yes, okay, all right. Some people are willing to admit they've seen the giant, giant chocolate bunny. Then you know King Nebuchadnezzar had this huge statue of himself made and then told everybody, bow down to that statue to me, right? Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got into some trouble because they would not bow, or Rack, Shack, and Benny got into some trouble because they wouldn't bow to the chocolate bunny. And if you think about that, like you, would you ever do that, like, make a big statue of yourself. Like imagine you just come up here, you shove this table off the altar, you shove off all the worship team and you put up, just picture a statue of yourself here on the altar, all the way up to the ceiling, just a statue of me. And I'm going to bow down and worship a statue of me. Well, I think I'm pretty sure (laughs) that none of you would actually do that. But isn't that what we do Every single time we choose to submit to the flesh, to give in to the appetites and desires of the flesh that we know are harmful to us and that our spirit is saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And we say, no, spirit, shut up. I'm listening to the flesh. This is what I want. This is what makes me feel good. We're bowing down to this giant statue of self. And the thing is, we feel like we're doing that for our own good because we're living our truth. We're doing what we want. We're doing what makes us happy. But what's actually happening is we are keeping ourselves from flourishing because we flourish when we operate according to how we were designed. We flourish when we operate according to how we were designed. Now, it's actually kind of simple because God created food that nourishes our body. So if you look at any food and say like, all right, did this grow on a plant or was it made in a plant? Then you can determine pretty quickly, is this going to nourish my body or is this going to cause my health 
to wither like Pastor Bethany's plants in her office. (laughs) Now, I understand that not everybody is as old as I am. And we have some young people here today, some really young people who are strong and healthy. And it may be tempting to think when you feel young and strong and healthy that this does not really apply to you. But do you know that we have in this country an epidemic of anxiety and depression and suicide? And do you know that the number one most powerful tool outside of the word of God and salvation in fighting against anxiety and depression is food and exercise. Eating healthy, nutritious, God-created food nourishes your brain And we're going to talk about the health of our soul, our mind and will and emotions next week and how this, how our physical health impacts the health of our soul. But this is the most powerful tool that you can use. Eat healthy food and get exercise. It it applies to every single one of us. It impacts, remember, all three Body, soul, and spirit are interwoven. They're inseparable. What we do to our body affects our soul and it affects our spirit. Amen? Now, you might think, well, okay, as long as I'm happy, what's the big deal? Our culture says, if you want to be fit, then get fit. Go ahead. If you don't want to be fit, fine. That's up to you. That's your choice. Eat what you want. Exercise if you want. Take care of your body if you want. Be lazy if you want. It doesn't matter. It's all up to you. It's what makes you happy. Well, what does scripture say? Let's look back to the word of God. Galatians chapter 6 says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. So when it comes to your physical health, your body, do you tend to sow to the flesh or sow to the spirit? Because scripture says, Whichever one you sow to, that's what you're going to reap. We will flourish when we operate according to God's design for us. When we glorify him by reflecting his image, that's how we glorify him, by reflecting his image. So, you know, even if you, if you are struggling with something and you're having a hard day and just think about, remember those bracelets, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond to this, this difficulty, this struggle, struggle, this loss? Would he turn to food? Would he turn to substances? Would he turn to video games or social media? Or would he turn to his heavenly father and submit to him? 
So what should we do in order to flourish? What should we do? We want to numb things with food or with substances, but it keeps us from flourishing. So this next 21 days, we're going to focus on glorifying God in our body and in our soul and in our spirit. And when that happens, you know, our purpose is to glorify God. The result is that we flourish. Now, right now, when I look across at your faces, I don't see the faces of people who are excited that they are going to flourish in this new year. I see the faces of some people who are like, stop talking right now. But listen, it's because I love you. It's because God loves you. He wants what's best for you. He wants you to flourish even though it's hard to make the right choices. But look at the good news of this verse. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, let's go back to it. We're going to look at actually verse 24 now. The next verse says this. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Whose responsibility is it to sanctify you? Whose responsibility is it to present you blameless to Christ at his second coming? It's God's responsibility. And he is faithful and he will do it. Our responsibility is to cooperate with him and not with the flesh. When we turn away from the flesh, when we discipline the flesh through prayer and fasting, we release God to be able to work in our lives. Now, I know that many of you, you know, Elizabeth talked about this this morning. The old is gone. It's a new year. It's a new start. We are dedicating ourselves to glorify God, body, soul, and spirit. I want you to be full of hope. I want to pray over you and release this in your lives. I want to, we all together want to come together and support you and help you through this so that in 2023, we really can flourish. We really can cooperate with the Holy Spirit and discipline the flesh. And there's a lot of ways that we are partnering with you in order to see this happen. Number one is we've created this journal. And if you're watching this, you can get this online as well. Um, you may, if you're going to print it, you may just want to print the 21 journal pages because it's something like 80 pages or something. I don't know. It's really long, but grab this journal and it will walk, walk you through every single day. Every single day, start the day, open up this journal, journal what you're eating, journal your exercise, journal how it impacts you. This is free. Everybody grab one. If you think that you might possibly be willing to try, then get a journal and let's start tomorrow. The second thing, the second way we're partnering with you is we actually are going to have a flourish crew every Thursday night here at the chapel. So you can come in at 530 
and have a total stewardship approved dinner with us for free. Cindy's going to make us a total stewardship dinner at 5.30 on Thursday nights. Bring your journal. We're going to eat together, and then we're, we'll go over the journal together. We'll answer any questions you have. We'll pray for you. We'll support you in any way that we can. Amen? So get a journal, and it's so easy. How many of you got this uh, bulletin when you came in? If you have this bulletin, you can actually take out your phone right now. You can take a picture of that little QR code that's on the bulletin and sign up for the Flourish crew right now. You can get signed up. Make the commitment right now while God is putting it on your heart that this is the year to make changes. Get signed up. If you don't have uh, the bulletin or if you're watching, you can go to believerschapel.org and look for this Flourish picture here. You click on that and you can get, you can get the uh, electronic journal and you can sign up for the crew. The third way we're partnering with you so we have the journal, we have the crew, and we have encounter nights. How many of you been to an encounter night before? So at 7 o'clock on Monday night, we're going to meet here in this room to pray and worship God. Our goal is just to glorify God and to meet with him, to just experience his presence, to honor him and lift him up. So every, actually it's going to be the next Four Monday nights. We're going to be here every Monday at 7 o'clock. Come together to pray and worship for the three Mondays of the fast. And then the next week after that is first Monday in February. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit maybe out of your comfort zone. I don't know. I'm going to ask everybody to stand up right now. And I would like to pray for you. If you would like God to sanctify your whole spirit and soul and body in 2023, I'm going to ask you to just come up to this altar so I can pray for you. If you would like God to sanctify you completely in your whole being, if you would like to be fully set apart in your whole being, dedicated to the glory of God. I just ask that you would just come forward and just stand here. We'll have, we're going to spend a little time in worship. And after that, we'll have the prayer team here. So if you need one-on-one -on -one prayer, we will pray for you. But this morning, I just want to pray that God will sanctify your whole being in your spirit and in your soul and in your body. Now, um, Nancy Redmond leads our, our uh, prayer team here. I saw her here somewhere. She's here. Um, she sent a devotional to the prayer team yesterday. And I was like, this, oh, there you are. <laughs> I was like, this is exactly what I'm preaching tomorrow. <laughs> so there was actually a prayer at the end of that devotional. And I'm going to read that prayer over all of you. And then we're just going to spend a few minutes just worshiping God and glorifying God. And then if you need one-on-one -on -one prayer, stay here. We'll have the prayer team come up after that. Amen? All right, Father, you have created me to be your dwelling place. May I be worthy of such an awesome calling. Create a spirit of humility and holiness within my heart 
so that every action, every thought, and every word from my mouth reflects your Son. Thank you for choosing to dwell within me and help me to be continually mindful of your presence. My deepest desire is to keep company with you forever. Jesus, I just lift up every single person who came forward. And I lift up every person who's here and every person who's watching. And I just ask that you would sanctify them completely in their spirit and in their soul and in their body. Give them wisdom in the choices that they need to make. Give them the, the motivation and the follow through to commit to 21 days of prayer and fasting, disciplining soul and body to get them into right alignment so that they can flourish, so that they can flourish, so that they can flourish. Lord Jesus, some of us here today are withering. Some of us here today are drying up. Jesus, we need you. We need your spirit. We need your presence. We need your power. Lord Jesus, fall on us this morning. Sanctify us this morning. Lead us and guide us and give us wisdom this morning so that we can glorify you, so that we can worship you, so that we can reflect you in our whole lives and so that we will flourish as a result. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Let's worship Jesus together this morning.